Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we are counting down the days to the end of the 2023 regular season. It is coming quick. We are getting close to the end of the season and the beginning of the playoffs, and there's still a lot to be decided as we get into these last couple of weeks. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch a lot of these races. I mean, we, we got... Division races still undecided, wild card races that are tight. We have award races that are going to be really interesting to watch over the last couple of weeks of the season. Trey, I'm just really excited for these uh, like next two or three weeks to see how it all shakes out because I think there's a lot of ways that all of these scenarios could end up going. Yeah, I mean, the NL wild card is insane to think about. And uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm bummed for it. It's that time of year where you know, the sports world is all coming together and uh, you got football, college football into baseball. So it's it's definitely a fun time. I don't know about you, but for me, you know, obviously my favorite sport is baseball. I I love baseball more than any other sport, but I do really enjoy college football and the NFL. And around this time of year, like the first couple weeks of college football and the NFL, I pay more attention to those on Saturday and Sunday than I do baseball. But then come postseason time it's all baseball fox and tbs on the tv 24 7 and i just forget that football exists during that month i'm sure you're a little more balanced than i am but it's like football in september and then all baseball in october yeah i um i agree with that i i uh i i think uh definitely once october hits like honestly since fox owns you know a lot of the postseason baseball coverage and Fox also is heavily invested into college football. They schedule it kind of where, you know, you, you can time it out. Right. Like typically the big game on Fox is at noon. You will not see a postseason game at noon. And you right. know, same thing, same thing with like the NFL. If there's a postseason game, it's typically, you know, they have that 425 game and then it's a night game for baseball. So they, they actually time it out pretty well where they're not running anything like, Unless it's on ESPN, not anything big runs, you know, the same time. So you can kind of figure it out okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. As we get into these last couple of weeks of the season and we look at the uh, division races that are still undecided, one division has been wrapped up already, and that's the National League East. The Atlanta Braves are the first team to win their division in the 2023 season. They were also the first team to clinch a playoff spot. And as of right now, they're the only team to have clinched a playoff spot and they've already won their division. So a pretty impressive run from the Braves this season. Their sixth straight National League East division title. It's it's honestly incredible the way this team keeps winning, because it seems like every year, you know, the Mets or the Phillies, they reload. They bring in new players like the the Phillies brought in Trey Turner over this offseason. The Mets have done everything that they've done, bringing in Scherzer and Verlander and just loading up that team with talent. Uh, And they just haven't been able to catch the Braves. The Braves somehow keep finding ways to win this division. And this might be the best team yet in this six-year run. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, This is an incredible Braves team. They were my pick to win it all. 
I feel really good about it, and I'm not changing it. Um, hint, when we make our postseason predictions, uh, this is the best team in baseball. I think there's only one team that could compete with it, and it's the Dodgers. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see. So they have wrapped up the National League East Division title, their sixth straight title. I remember back in 2018 when they won the division for the first time since 2013. Uh, and that was a big deal because they were really bad for a couple of years. And then winning the division in 2018 was just a, like a miracle, it seemed almost. Um, and now they've won six straight. It's uh, reminiscent of the 90s Braves where they won, I think, 15 straight division titles. So I don't know if they'll extend the streak that long, but it's pretty impressive so far. And I hope that they keep it going. I hope that they keep the winning going this season because I would really like to see them win the World Series again. Uh, like they did in 2021. Last year was a bit of a disappointing postseason outing, losing to the Phillies in the NLDS. Very possible those teams end up meeting again in the postseason this year, and I think it'd be a really exciting series. There's a lot of kind of bad blood brewing between them. I mean, it's a division rivalry, but uh, there's a lot of drama brewing, of course, because the Phillies knocked the Braves out of the playoffs last year. And then this this past series uh, this week was when the Braves clinched the division title in Philadelphia. And there was a lot of drama going on there. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a home run and was doing his usual celebration around the bases. And the Phillies manager and players just didn't like it. He does it all the time. And, you know, I don't know. We we could do a lot of discussion about home run celebrations. I don't know why we keep having these debates and discussions because it, it's that guys are just going to do that. They hit a big home run. They're going to celebrate when they run around the bases. Deal with it. So I, I don't know. The Phillies manager calling out Acuna for that celebration. I, I don't get it. And then it just turned into a lot of drama. So I think if we see these teams meet in the postseason, it's going to be a really intense uh, matchup between two teams that really don't like each other. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It, it it should be a fun one. I think, I think we're going to have some pretty interesting playoff matchups. I really do. By the way, Acuna, uh, I think right now he has the MVP pretty much locked up. He's been uh, he's been on a tear recently. You know, Mookie Betts went on a tear in August and has been playing really well recently. But Acuna right now, 37 home runs, 97 RBIs, uh, 1.002 OPS, uh, and he's got 66 stolen bases. So he's three home runs away from a 40 home run, 60 stolen base season could very easily go 40-70. It's, uh, I mean, it's just amazing what he's doing. I think he's got the MVP locked up at this point. Yeah, uh, this is a boring start to our podcast because we're <laughs> just agreeing with each other. Just but agree I agree with everything. With, I agree with you. All right, uh, other division races that we got to watch as we get into the last um, couple of weeks of the season. The American League East is still undecided. We have the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are only two games back of the Orioles, and this is a division that's been pretty fun to watch all season long. How do you see this one shaking out? They play each other this weekend, actually. I think they play each other in Baltimore. So the Rays coming to town for a series against the Orioles, top two teams in the division, would be a starts, good opportunity for the Rays to get back on top here. As we record, it starts tonight. Yeah. They had this game. It's a four game series, and, uh, it's getting a national spotlight. Uh, it's the Fox game as we record Thursday night, and then Apple. It's the Apple TV game tomorrow night. So, I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, well, I guess it can't be Sunday night baseball because it's a one thirty. But uh, yeah, here's the thing: if, uh, if, um, what's, uh, if Baltimore can get through this stretch, these next seven games, which is Tampa, Houston, by maintaining the lead. 
I think they'll get it the rest of the way because their in schedule is a four-game series against Cleveland, two against Washington, and four against Boston. Boston's given up on the year. They just fired their president of baseball ops. Cleveland is uh, a mid-level team, you know, 11 games below 500 team. And then Washington's one of the worst teams in baseball. So if they can get through this next stretch, this next seven games with maintaining the lead, I think I think they will get it done. Because if you look at, if we can compare, well, uh, you know, a majority of the games left for Tampa are against Toronto. And if we want to go look at the standings, well, Toronto's still fighting for a wild card spot. They're going to need those games. So I think um, I think that's going to mean more compared to Baltimore play. So I'm looking at the schedule. If Baltimore, let's say after this next seven games, Baltimore's down, even if, even if they're like one game below, one game back, I think they'll get it done. Because Tampa, if Tampa wants the lead, they have to win three games in this series in Baltimore, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, it's um, I I think you're right there. You know, if they if they get through this stretch, but looking at that schedule, I mean, they got this four game series against Tampa, and then they have to go and play Houston. That's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a tough stretch for them. I mean, Houston's obviously a really good team. The Rays have been hanging around the top of the American League East all season. Uh, they were in first place for half the season. So uh, that's going to be a tough seven game stretch for the Orioles. I think that I think you're right. If they can get through this on top, they'll probably stay there. But it's I gonna think be they tough. do. What do you what do you think this uh, this four game series against the Rays is going to go? I mean, they could they could split the series and they'd be fine. If they, um, yeah, I think at worst they split the series. And even if let's say they take let's say they split all they need to do is split the series and then win one in Houston. And at worst, you're tied for first. Yeah. And then, like you said, they got the really easy schedule, Cleveland, Washington, and Boston to end the season. So, yeah, at worst, at worst, they play 500 baseball over the next seven games, and they're fine. I think and you're right. They're too good of a team not to play 500 baseball over the next seven. Yeah. Both teams coming into this series, by the way, they're both seven and three in their last 10 games, both playing really good baseball. It's going to be a fun four game series this weekend in Baltimore. The Rays coming to town two top teams in the American League East. Other exciting divisions as things wind down the American League West. We've been looking at that one all season long. It's kind of shaking around these top three teams. It was Texas on top for the longest time. And then Houston started playing really well. And they got near the top. And then Seattle came out of nowhere. And they were alone in first place for just a couple of days, it seems like. And now, right now, you got Houston in first place, Texas one game back, and Seattle a game and a half back. So that's a really tight division at the top there between those three teams. I I think this is probably the most exciting division to watch as, uh, as things wind down over the next couple of weeks because you got three teams separated by a game and a half. And I could see this shaking out any multitude of ways. I know that the Mariners uh, schedule the last week of the season, they play both Houston and Texas. So it's a tough stretch for them. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's probably going to be what decides the division that last week of the season, because they, they have. So next Friday, they go to Texas. Then they come home for a three game series against Houston and then a four game series hosting Texas to end the season. So that's a tough stretch for them, but that's really probably what's going to decide this division. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, my gut 
tells me it will be Houston because they're so used to winning this time of year. But I would not be shocked if Seattle gets it done. I wouldn't. I'm not going to be shocked with whoever ends on top. But I'm, I'm throwing Texas say... out because we're about to talk about why. But Scherzer gone. It, yeah, it's like they lost their two. You know, Degrom and then Scherzer. It's. I still. I just I'm, don't see it. I'm going to say Texas finds a way to get it done, and they end up on top. I think that. Uh, I think that they're going to dig deep here in these last couple of weeks and they're going to end up winning the division. You know, they, they've been playing really well all season. They were in first place for a long time. And I think they they want that, you know, that better seed in the playoffs. So I, I think Texas ends up on top and it's going to be a wild finish to this division, but I think they get it done. I agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. Yeah. I, I said, I said, <laughs> I was used to it because we've agreed with each other. I'm just whole such show. an agreeable guy. Uh, something like that. Uh, all right. American League Central, you got the Twins up seven and a half games over the Guardians. That one's That's over. not really competitive. That's uh, not the, a good division at all. No. The Twins suck. <laughs> You're the not The Twins wrong. suck. You are not wrong. Uh, National League West, the Dodgers, 13 and a half games over the Giants. So that's not really competitive. But you got the Giants and the Diamondbacks both holding on to a wild card spot right now. So that's going to be fun to watch. And the NL Central, the Cubs or the uh, the Brewers, excuse me, have a four and a half game lead over the Cubs, so they're sitting pretty in the division right now. But things could still change. Uh, the Cubs and the Reds both in wild card spots right now. So that National League wild card is going to be a really exciting finish to watch. He's got four teams that are currently uh, vying for, well. Yeah, three teams that are vying for the last wild card spot: San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting to watch. Over in the American League, you got uh, Tampa Bay, Texas, and Seattle are the current three wild card teams. Toronto is a game out of a spot, so they could still get it. It's going to be a, a fun finish in both those wild card races, but I think the National League is the more exciting one. I agree with you. Um... Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out. It'd be cool to see the Reds make it, but I, I, I personally think like I'm trusting experience here. So I, I'm I'm leaning with San Francisco. The Reds would be a really cool team to see make it, especially with Ellie De La Cruz playing in the uh in the postseason. And that Joey would be Votto. really fun to watch. And Joey Votto. Love Joey Votto. Uh, but then you got the Diamondbacks. You know, Corbin Carroll has been playing really well all season. He was even mentioned in the MVP conversation at one point. Probably not there now, but still rookie of the year caliber. So I, I think yeah. that either of those teams uh, could be really fun to watch in the postseason. All right, uh, yeah. let's get into why you think the Rangers are not going to win the division. What's going on, uh, like you uh, hinted at with Max Scherzer? Yeah, you, you Max Scherzer uh, sustained an injury. As I pull it up, I, uh, you know, my my fun. Uh, as I pull up the injury, I'm not exactly sure what it was on top of my head. Mac, Matt Scherzer. God, I'm stupid. Ah, Matt Scherzer, injury update. Uh, he's unlikely to pitch in the playoffs. We'll miss the the, the rest of the regular season. Uh, GM Chris Young announced uh, Wednesday due to a tress manger strain, uh, basically, a, basically an injury in his shoulder. A muscle in his shoulder so he's probably done for the year um and uh yeah it sucks because they obviously had Degrom and Degrom's done for the year and now they had Scherzer obviously they still have Voldy he's pretty he's pitching well but 
they traded for Scherzer to get that second ace in their staff. And now uh, there's for a team that's probably thin at starting pitching, they, they lose one of their big arms. Yeah, it's obviously a big blow to them. And, you know, Scherzer, I mean, you, you can't say enough about him. He's one of the best pitchers of his generation. Uh, he's just a real intense, fiery competitor. Like, you love having him on the mound. Anytime he goes out to pitch, you're giving yourself the best chance to win. Uh, so you hate to see him go down with an injury and lose him for the season, especially the playoffs. But they played most of the season without him. They got him at the deadline. So they played the majority of the season without him on their team. And they were playing really good baseball. And they were in first place for most of the season. So I don't think he's a necessary uh, component to this team for them to succeed. But I do think it's, it's definitely a big blow because, you know, you expect it to have him. And now you don't. I, I it think might that... not be a big blow in terms of like them winning the division. It's a big blow in a series because yeah. it's better to get two starts out of Max Scherzer in a seven game series than it is for most people. Yeah. You know, like if you're four of your starts hit the four games you need to win are Nathan Avaldi and Max Scherzer, you got to feel pretty good about your team. Yeah, that's and, true. I mean, a role Chapman has found something again. You know, as their closer, like, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, it's just that that's the one thing, like, breaking it out in the matchups, like, when they get into the postseason, like, yeah, it might be fine. They could piece it together during the regular season, but when you need that guy to start, that was that's Max Scherzer. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right there. Like in the postseason with the series, that's when pitching is super important and you got to have guys that can go out there. You know, you got to have guys that can go on short rest. Sometimes you got to have guys that, you know, you're going to win a game when they go out there. Uh, so you're definitely right about that. It is going to be tougher to win a postseason series without him. I still think that they've got a really good team and they've got a shot to make a run in the playoffs. Um, I, I, I don't know how much, I mean, I don't know how far I would have them going anyway with him in the rotation. So I don't know how much this is really a blow to them. I don't know how much it's going to affect them. But obviously, like, it's never good news when someone gets injured, uh, especially a big name player, pitcher, starting pitcher like Max Scherzer. So it's not good for the Rangers, but I still think that they've got the talent and got the team to make some kind of run in the playoffs. I, I think that they're going to do something. Well, we'll see how far they go when you make some playoff predictions. How about that? How about that? That'll be coming up in a week or two. Uh, other injuries around Major League Baseball. Um, the we New York Yankees. Talk about this one. Oh yeah, you don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about the Yankees at all. They're an awful baseball team. Um, Jason and- Dominguez Torres UCL. The man was putting had three home runs in his first six starts and was looking like the next great Yankee, and he's now out nine to ten months. It's unfortunate. I mean. He was their top prospect. He still is their top prospect. He hit four home runs, hit two fifty eight, and had seven RBIs. In how many games? Eight. He play- He only played eight games before he got injured? He played eight games and hit Man. four home runs and had seven RBIs. Yeah. He's have- that's insane. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Obviously, this is another, I mean, so the Yankees, are not going to the playoffs, but 
just to lose a guy like this, especially a really young player like this. You hate to see young players get injured because the they start is, their career so promising. 20 years old. I mean, yeah, he, he can easily come back, but it's still it's still rough to see because it makes it harder for them to live up to the potential that they have dealing with an injury like this. But, I mean, there is a blueprint for it. You look at Bryce Harper, who tore his ACL, and he was able to come back in DH for the Phillies. Um, so, you know, I think there's a way that they can work Dominguez in and get him back a little bit earlier than you would a, a pitcher. They have a $300 million DH, basically. Well, that is a problem. That There's a, a whole series of problems that we could talk about. I mean, that. I don't I don't disagree with the stand move at the time, but eh, don't get me started on Brian Cashman. <laughs> it's going to be great when we, we have a podcast basically like during the playoffs where it's announced that Aaron Boone is fired and Brian Cashman stays. It's like, that's the problem with this Yankees team is, is man, like whatever. Let's move on. Let's stop talking about it. All right. Time for Immaculate Grit. All right. The columns are Tampa, Gold Glove, Hall of Fame, Rose, Texas, Baltimore, San Diego. Um, did Adam Jones win a gold glove? I don't know. Should we try it? We can't. I all right, I know Cal Ripken did, but yeah. that's probably going to be a really common answer. Well, we can put Cal Ripken in Baltimore Hall of Fame, too. True, true. He did. Mm, I'm smart. What, what's the percentage on that? How many people guessed 10%. that? 10%. All right. That's pre- I bet Cal Ripken would have been way higher. So, good job. Oh, I can't. I was going to share my screen with you, but you won't let me. So, um, Tampa, Texas. What, uh, what do you want to do next? You want to finish Gold Glove or do you want to do uh, – Yeah, let's do all Gold Glove. All right, Rangers, Gold Glove. Um, Seager had one one. Yvonne Rodriguez. Oh, Pudge, yeah, duh. Correct, 25%. San Diego, Gold Glove. Did uh, Machado win one with them? I don't think so. Did Tony Gwynn win a gold Tony glove? Tony Gwynn would be a lock for that. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of anybody else. Yep, Tony Gwynn, 25%. All right. Uh, you want to do Tampa or do you want to do Hall of Fame? Let's do Hall of Fame. All right. Texas, Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, Cal Ripken. Yeah, that's going to be too obvious, though. Um, you could go with. Frank Robinson or Eddie Murray, that's true. or Jim Paul. Well, Nolan Ryan. We already did that with Frank uh, with Nolan Ryan too. I did Frank Robinson, which is at nine percent. Uh, there we go. San Diego. Uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman. Boom. All right. Cool. That's twenty-one percent. Tampa, Texas. Did David Price? Pitch for one of these three teams? Uh, he pitched for what? Who are the teams? Texas, Baltimore, and San Diego. No, he didn't pitch for any of them. Mm-hmm. Long Longoria, no. Did oh no? Ah, I was thinking Baltimore or San Diego. Um, Rich Hilton pitched for Tampa. And he's saw Padre right now. Okay. I'm pretty sure Rich Hill. I mean, wouldn't doubt. Get... I mean, it's very possible. 
PBR. Yes, he did. When in doubt, guess Rich Hill. Yeah, of course. Um, Baltimore, right, so Tampa. Baltimore, Tampa. And Texas, Tampa. And Texas, Tampa. Did uh, Prince never played for? No. Should be easy. The Rays haven't been around that long. Um. Carlos... Oh wait, we just talked about him in this podcast. Nathan Avoldi pitched for Tampa. Okay. Here we go. I was Got gonna it. say Carlos Pena for Tampa, Texas. But Carlos, Pena works. Pa- Carlos Pena pay for the, the O's? I don't think so. Did Hibaldo pay for the Rays at any point? Jimenez? Yeah. I don't, don't think so. Think so. No. You know who played in Tampa? <laughs> Frank Thomas played in Tampa for one year, but I don't think he ever played for the O's. I know that's a weird one to pull out, but I know Frank Thomas played... Oh, no, he played for Toronto. Yeah. Damn. Rays and Orioles, it's such a... Like, it shouldn't be that hard. The Rays... Don't have a long history. And you got really random players that played for them too, like Johnny Damon, but he never played for the Orioles. This is fun. Um it's a hard one. I know. I feel like there's probably some random pitcher that we just can't think of. Morton never pitched for the Orioles. Edwin Jackson. Boom, we got it. One rarity score, one seventy-seven. Oh, right, Nelson. Not bad. Nelson Cruz was the most popular ah, choice. Duh. Yeah. Blake Snell was the most popular choice for Padres. Rays. Nelson Cruz same for Tampa. Tampa or Tampa, Texas. Uh, Beltre, Gold Glove, and then obviously Nolan Ryan. Ripken was the same for Gold Glove and Hall of Fame. And then Tony Gwynn was the same for Hall of Fame and Gold Glove. So there we go. Nice. All right. Now we'll do that. As always, you can connect with us at Foul Ball Area, at Matkins News, at Trey Lyle VT. Leave us that five-star review. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.